0: Two at the root with Greg Kuiper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach behind Kuiper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection to ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or comment for Greg, you can either call into the show at 425 373 Five five two seven again. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. Or go to KuiperCounseling.com and you can connect with Greg. Speaking of Greg, hello.
1: Hello. Good to see you again. Here A- we are.
0: And here we are again. We have to stop meeting like this. Ah. But if we do, then I will potentially fall apart because oh. <laughs> I learn so much. For instance, last week, um, my key takeaways. Um, the idea that the small choices that we make in our interactions with significant others—they right. can actually help get us off autopilot. We used the driving metaphor last week, and or I used it, and that you know that feeling when you're driving and you don't remember the journey, um, and that by getting off autopilot and making a different choice, it can make a real um, change. Um, you also, for some reason, said something that on the one hand should probably be super obvious but it was monumental for me. You talked about how feelings are not emotions, that emotions are actually how we interpret what we're feeling.
1: Yeah, that's the way I...
0: And that was just like...
1: That's a common way that it's felt. Uh, Emotions are... uh, uh, The topic of emotions and the definition of emotions goes on and on and on through scientists and neuroscientists and spiritual people, and nobody really has the definitive answer that can be proven
0: anyway. right <laughs> it was it was just a good reminder to um, I I don't know about other people that are listening use feelings and emotions so interchangeably sure, that it becomes almost a a way to forget about the whole feeling thing right the um,
1: sensation that comes on our body first right that's
0: it right. right and then the last thing is when you had shared a bit of an update about uh, Steve and Charlotte um Steve had a miss. At work that he recognized, which in, in and of itself was actually a hit, right? Right. Because he recognized it. Um, but then it was very sweet that Charlotte recognized a, a moment that was a hit for him, where she noticed that he uh, made that small choice uh, that got him off autopilot. And so um, we ended the episode with me being still very hopeful for the relationship of Stephen Char.
1: Yeah, they're working on it pretty hard Um, and noticing their triggers, right, and the reactions that they do. Um, Steve is, um, uh, uh, you know, avoidantly attached. And um, those are... uh, People that are avoidantly attached find it extremely difficult, well, at least difficult, to, to express emotions, feel emotions. I mean, they're just... They've, they've had them hidden away forever and they don't need them, they don't want them. Um, and then when it comes time later in life that we realize we've got to look at this or, or hopefully you want to, uh, it, it becomes pretty difficult for the people that are avoidantly attached and uh, that's kind of what I want to talk a little bit about today. Um, you know we've been talking about awareness and how it's a, a crucial attribute that we want to develop and become comfortable with having around right so that we can <clears throat> notice these potential changes that call out to us and they're waiting and hoping for us to hear right the mm-hmm. changes we can bring these potential changes into the light and find ways you know ways to make them happen and then that allows us to grow as individuals and as partners in relationships sounds wonderful right i, I they, mean there we go idyllic <laughs> yeah ideally how do we do it <laughs> Noticing the need for these changes uh, in order to improve our emotional, physical, mental, you know, spiritual health, it, it's not easy. There is a reason we can't just brainstorm and logically bring them out, look at them, analyze the options, pick the best one, and go with that one. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. We can't find them generally because we don't know how, especially an avoidantly attached person. Somewhere in our past, way back in childhood, typically, we got emotionally wounded. And these wounds never healed. And we became very adept at bandaging these wounds. Mm -hmm. And the bandaging became very automatic for us. We just keep these wounds freshly dressed and the pain and suffering is, you know, minimized and mostly forgotten, consciously at least. And then years later, the wounds begin to a bit. So I know, I had to use that word. And beca-
0: I know, that's the thing. Well, and I, <laughs> and to clarify, like, I mean, I'm thinking I'll use myself as, a, as uh, an example. So, you know, no real trauma ever occurred to me as a kid. I, you know, oh. family of origin, great and everything. But I'm thinking things like it was very clear that... Um, being emotional Mm. was very messy to my parents and to their parents.
1: Ooh, I like that. Yeah, messy. So
0: it was a very, like, messy thing to get, you know, upset or to, you know, express things. Um, I was to be seen and not heard. And so I learned then this lesson that feelings and expressing them was messy. So I'm using this example so that people can understand that it's not always about these really deep, Traumas. I mean, that in and in, in and of itself is a is a trauma. Um, but I'm just thinking of very simple things. Like it was right. messy,
1: right, right. And those are the ones that uh, that for most of us haunt us, and we don't know about it. Right, haunt? Yeah, they do. They haunt us, and mm-hmm. we don't know about it. It's it, they're subconscious. You know, they're kind of little wounds, scratches, mm-hmm. cuts. Right, not severed limbs. I mean, there was some of us. That's a terrible analogy. but <laughs> No, but I get what <laughs> you just, mean. Some of us do have that, right? Those like, terrible traumas from childhood or, or from relationships, whatever. And, and um, you know, those are certainly uh, deeply complicated and and um, worked on with the help of professionals. And, right. And, but, we're, uh, but we're talking mostly about just these little wounds that chip away at us. Over the course of the years, yep. right? And, and, and like I said, later on, they kind of build up. They start to fester a little bit, and then they become difficult to bandage, right? The bandages. We've, we've been on autopilot for so long that we, we don't even consciously notice that our autopilot is struggling with dressing these wounds. And th- these wounds become part of our personality personality this is the structure we put together for our existence as we move forward in life. We're not born with a personality. We, we develop a personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we first come into this physical existence, I don't, whatever that means for you, right? Conception or physical birth, it doesn't matter. It just, whatever it means. Mm-hmm. It, when we first come into this existence, there is a system of energy that forms, right? We're all just energy. And this system is pure and positive, operating at peak performance, if you will, just a pure energy source. And this is what I refer to as your true self. Some people call it the soul or spirit or your essence, whatever works for you. But it's, it's simply that purity of existence, unfettered, untouched, in the moment. And then from that moment forward, all of these outside influences become part of the structure we build as our personality. And this includes the emotional wounds. Each of these wounds just chip away at that true self and its purity. You know, the purity of love, kindness, compassion. And then this, this personality becomes embedded with the pain of these wounds and we lose sight of the purity of our true self. We start bandaging and hiding the wounds and the pain, and in the process, we hide the true self. So it's, it's buried in there somewhere. But it is our true self, so it's always going to be there. We just lose track of it through all these bandages. And later in life, as we talked about just a second ago, the bandages become so burdensome and complicated that things start happening to us. We experience troubles in relationships, troubles in daily life. Things just don't get any better on a continuing basis. In fact, they get worse. And then way down there under all those bandages is a muffled voice we can't really hear, right? It's our true self saying, hey, hey, we can't keep going like this. It's you. You are still here. Come find you. This awareness we've been talking about is hearing this voice and noticing and listening and then bringing more awareness to how to get the bandages off so we can listen more clearly and start a conversation. Establish an emotional connection. So we talked about emotional connection with others, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way we can have that emotional connection with others is to have emotional connection with ourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about now emotional connection with our true self, that attunement with our true self, which we've kind of buried over the years with, with all this happened to us and all these wounds, we buried it. So how do we get this reciprocal exchange of sensitivities and information? Remember that's attunement. Mm-hmm. Well, here it is. Peeling back the bandages to find our true self and beginning this this exchange of sensitivities, Th- it's like letting this is the
0: wounds it. air.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Right? Like after all this time, yeah. like I'm thinking of little things, like you know, um, you know, the little kid that likes to sing, or you know, whatever. And mom and dad are, you know, like, shh, be quiet. You <laughs> know, like you're, it's it's too much, or it's constant, or whatever it is. And it just becomes this shushing. There's a constant shushing, I think, in for a lot of people in childhood. Yes. And if you're more sensitive, then, you know, the things that you hear versus what's said. You know, it's like you're being shushed. Who knows what the reason <laughs> is? Um, but then what you're maybe hearing is... They don't like my voice. They don't like my song. They don't like, you know, anything that I have to say. Like, I'm not supposed to express happiness. I'm not supposed to, you know, do this or do that. And mm-hmm. before you know it, there's all of these little cuts, as you say, that, you know, collectively, the little the slings of arrows are small, but then it becomes like a gaping wound. Um, yep. And now that we're an adult, we can let those bandages, if I'm hearing you, kind of air and realize that. All those little things, like they may have killed our spirit, but they didn't kill us. It's okay to let them air a little bit right. and to to hum or sing or do whatever it is that we used to like to do.
1: Uh, you bring up an interesting point there, a little tangent for me here, but but um, emotions are, are energy, right? And they found through research that, that sound is one of the most important facets of this vibration of uh, emotional connection and, and that vibration sound is right in there with it. And, and you just talk about how early in life we get Mm shushed no sound, please no sound. Right. Right. And so you're at the same time you're doing that. You, you are being, your emotions are being shushed because sound is such a vital part of emotional expression, especially for kids. Right. Mm -hmm mean that's, that's what they do.
0: Right. They're learning language.
1: Right. And then we learn later through life that sound is not good. Right. So we're not going to cry. We're not going to whatever. But, yeah.
0: Right. So and, and when you talk about how the bandages become part of our personality, you know, it's like you become known for being stoic, you know, pulling yourself mm-hmm. up by your bootstraps and that, you know, you know, you can be relied upon to not... Um, have a scene or to you know whatever it is and there's a weird pride in that and um, you know it's it's interesting yeah um you know I think um you talk a lot about the the fear of weakness that people have you know I turned 51 this year and my goal for the year was to feel that was my conscious thing was that I was going to go ahead and feel so mm. it's so ironic that we talk about these things. How are you doing, um, by the way? Uh, well, with the help <laughs> of at the Root, um, I'm, I'm actually doing really well and going ahead and not being afraid of letting those wounds air. And, and it turns out that a lot of them were so much bigger. They were like the monsters under my bed or in my closet. Right. They were so much bigger when I was younger. And now I'm like, eh. you know, and some of those things I can let go. And others... um Maybe I can't, but I can just see them for what they are. Right. And um, there's just this fear, though, that in feeling these things, am I going to be somebody that cries all the time? <laughs> are people going to think that you know? What I'm a are people going to think? Right.
1: Am, am I going to look weak? Exactly. Right? Am I going to be able to function okay? You know. Yeah. There's a lot of fear around this. You know. It's interesting. How did how did you find these these insights by being aware, right? And it's so interesting, so many times when we become aware of these, these wounds from way back in, we do realize, oh my God, I'm way past this now. Mm-hmm. Why is it still bugging me? Or why am I still carrying this with me as baggage, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then a big fear at this point when you're trying to, to unbandage these wounds is, is I have no idea how to do this, you know. i I've never felt or recognized emotions before, so what? (laughs) Right? I mean, it's a big deal. We want to take it easy when we start out on this journey, right? Learning what bandages we use is part of the process, right? There's all kinds of bandages, right? Alcohol and drugs, hurting ourselves, withdrawal, anger, resentment, defensiveness, playing the victim, or a combination of Just the, avoidance? Avoidance, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, you know, we talk well. about, right, avoidance, yeah.
0: attachment, like, yeah, you know, just yeah. like.
1: Definitely avoidance. So, so what, you know, how do we identify these bandages and start removing them carefully? And there's a couple tools I like to use as, as we explore how to do this. And both can help discover the bandages as we work with them, one is allowing ourselves to go back to the injury or an injury, a moment in time when we were wounded and just sitting with that moment, allowing ourselves to remember and yes, with, the, with that memory, allow the emotion that is tied with that memory to come forth. That's the hard part. Put that, and then we put that emotion in our awareness and focus on it, feel it. But at the same time, what we're trying to do is, this, this happened in the past, so what we're trying to do is look at this as if it's we're outside of ourselves looking down on it, right? It's a third-person type thing almost, mm-hmm. right? So if we can, outside of ourselves looking down on it, and then we, and then we want to name it. Okay, what is this? Here it is. I feel it. Who here it is. What is it? This is despair. That's what I'm feeling right now. And and whatever it is, anger, fear, sadness. Right. Like I think despair. about the
0: shushing, right? As a little kid and right. in doing the work then uh, going to that place when I was shushed and the confusion and that feeling of, you know, when you would get yelled at by a teacher or something and how unjust it felt because I didn't do anything wrong. And I knew that I didn't do anything wrong, and yet I was told I had done something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, well,
1: there's so much of that is rejection, right? Right. Oh, my.
0: Right. So, you know. We just
1: take it that way, and we feel humiliated and shamed mm -hmm. and unworthy. And also, it was was telling somebody repeatedly, telling me to be quiet. Right. It's like, wait a second, Why?
0: Right. right. I mean, I'm sharing this. I mean, this is all very true, the things that happened. But um, as an example for people, as they're doing this, sure. right, and going back to that time, and it's like... Just we, like don't,
1: we don't have to go back and find this massive trauma that you went through. Right. Just asking you to go back and find these little wounds that happened and see if you can bring one out into your awareness, set with it, feel that emotion, whatever it was, briefly or or for however long it takes actually and and name it then it's very important to name it because then your brain is involved and and you have you've physically or you've mentally given it existence mm-hmm. by naming it right and then we want to accept it okay yep here it is it was there in the past and here I'm bringing it back this is it it's here uh, letting your brain process it a little bit and accept it, metabolize it. I love the way that Terebrock says that. And, and and knowing that it's not happening right now. This, this is from the past. And then we can make a choice, right? Because we have it in our prefrontal cortex, we can make a choice. What am I going to do with this? Am I done with this? Or do I want to let it take over me? Or do I want to pack it down under the bandage again? This is choosing the response of the voice of truth or the voice of fear. I believe that humans respond from one of those two voices generally. And the more we practice this, the more we realize that at this moment of choice, right then, at that moment of choice, we have the opportunity of becoming attuned with our true self, exchanging sensitivities with our true self and allowing it to make the decision, not the voice of fear, which we've been operating under for so long. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's important I've got to say it's important to expose yourself to these injuries from the past with love and care and nurturing right and if this memory is triggering any kind of panic then it's probably not one to go with uh you know at the moment without the help of a professional so um my disclaimer here
0: well i mean that makes sense you don't need to nobody needs to go under the bed or in the closet right you know if there's that genuine fear of that however it's those that's why i gave the examples of you know those small things that you can yes that you can start with
1: and that's the way we want to do this is start with it start with the scolding from your father about something or whatever it is I'm making this up but but you know that start there and and feeling the humiliation or the shame or the rejection and accepting it And then deciding what to do with it right there. You have a choice at that moment to decide what to do with this. And hopefully you choose the voice of truth, which is, I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm done with this. It's happened in the past. This is not me now. I'm ready to move on.
0: Well, and is it healthy to acknowledge that, you know, it's like that it's not, um, it's not it's not me. It's them kind of thing. Like, is it healthy yeah, yeah. to to say, you know, OK, um, my parents had neither the interest nor the patience to to listen to the chatter that I had. And so therefore I was shushed a lot. And so it had nothing to do with me or what I was saying. I could have been I could have been reciting prose and poetry at a very high level, right. and I likely would have been shushed. So therefore, it had nothing to do with me nor what I was saying, rather with my parents' reaction to it, right?
1: Absolutely. So what we're doing is just trying to find a different perspective of it here, right? Okay. So that the perspective of pain and suffering, ter- we, we can switch that to a perspective of um, uh, it wasn't intentional. Right. They weren't trying to hurt me. Right. I know that. You know it hurt, but I, I, I know that it wasn't malicious. It wasn't intentional. And from that point, some many times we can we can uh, reframe this and do what came out of that that I can use now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's that place of curiosity that you talk about. You know, um, I can say. Uh, I was shushed by my father because he grew up in a very um, affluent environment that he was shushed in all the time. So therefore, that's what was modeled. And so there wasn't any um, any maliciousness meant. It was what he was taught, and it's what he continued.
1: Right. Hmm, right.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: And uh, another tool that I like to use when, when we're learning this, <clears throat> we're going to run out of time, but you know, we will just carry on next week okay. whenever All it's right. over here. But uh, it's mindfulness, right? And we've talked about this. Learning. This is a part We've been talking about it for the last few weeks over and over. But learning to check in with yourself during the day several times and then in, increasing this frequency to, to more frequently, right? Just pausing and quietly taking a few big slow breaths and turning your attention what you're focused on in your mind to your body and the sensations you are feeling. And then taking it a step further and naming the emotion associated with that feeling. So we're back to what we were just talking about. And then after naming it, just sit with it for a moment. Accept it for what it is and then make your choice, right, of what to do with it. You know, maybe, ooh, there's some anxiety here. It's okay. It happens. But, you know, I don't want to take that back into this meeting I'm about to go into. Right? So you had the awareness. You named it. You're going to help yourself when you, as you move forward during that day. So the more we practice this with uh, patience and a positive attitude, the easier it gets. Um, we're going to have to talk some more about this because we're just getting into it. And I've got uh, – and, and I worked with Char and Steve on this too, so I want to bring them in next time. And Well, and this about. is
0: something that, um, you know, I even noticed my son do uh, where moving into college, you yeah. know, he acknowledged that, you know, yeah, my stomach hurts. I'm feeling anxious. And, um, and I know that it will be okay. And there so that's something that we've learned from you. So, yeah. all right, we'll continue the conversation, as you say, about um, – Uh, mindfulness if um,
1: emotional wounds
0: exactly if people do nothing else then they can contact you through Kuiper counseling follow you on social media and your advice is always relevant and it is always
1: everyone just stay aware out there There see you you next week
0: have a great week everyone